Today, from the International Gospel Hour, we continue some thoughts concerning the Bible doctrine of death. Let us be profitable from the study of God's Word as taught in 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17, and let us grow in the knowledge of the Bible doctrine of death. The Are You Listening Again series continues. That's today, right here from the International Gospel Hour. Please stay tuned. Hi, this is Jay Webb for International Gospel Hour. We're so glad you've decided to listen to our program today. In a world of challenges, we need God's Word to help us face those challenges. Thank you for joining us in this period of Bible study with our speaker, Jeff Archie, of International Gospel Hour, a broadcast of the Churches of Christ. Let's listen now. Here's Jeff. Friends, it is a joy to engage in this thrilling period of Bible study with you who have been kind enough of heart and good enough of spirit to tune in today. In our previous broadcast, I talked with you about six major avenues traveled by death and its constant claim upon humanity. Today, I wish to study with you how some Old and New Testament people met death. How did certain ones in the Old Testament meet death? Righteous Abel represented humanity's first actual encounter with physical death. The rebellious resentment felt by covetous Cain toward righteous Abel caused Adam's firstborn to rise up in wrath and in merciless fashion slay an innocent man. That's affirmed from Genesis 4 and verse 8. By inspiration, John the Apostle looked back to this first murder and wrote in 1 John 3.12, Not as Cain was of the evil one, and slew his brother. Wherefore slew he him? Because his works were evil, and his brother's righteous. The Greek word for slew, here in 1 John 3.12, when used in its literal import, means to butcher or to slit the throat with a knife. If John used the word in its literal import, this would then be the manner in which the first physical death occurred. However, He may have employed the word in a figurative way with no intent to identify specifically the precise manner in which this cruel crime was perpetrated. The wicked contemporaries of Noah perished in the waters of that universal flood, Genesis 7.23. Centuries later, the pursuing host of Pharaoh's Egyptian hosts perished in the waters of the Red Sea as they vainly sought to retrieve the departing Israelites, Exodus 14, 23-28, and Exodus 15, 4 and 5. Fire and brimstone were rained upon the crime-centered and sin-saturated cities of the Jordan Plain, Sodom, Gomorrah, Admah, and Zeboam, Genesis nineteen twenty-four, and Deuteronomy nineteen twenty-three. Fornication was fun for these flesh-worshipping citizens, Adultery was an infamous art practiced among them without remorse and with no show of shame. Flagrant forms of sexual deviation and fleshly uncleanness had become the expected order of the day in these satanically controlled pits of sin and dens of extreme iniquity. Present-day worshippers at the shrine of the goddess of illicit and perverted sex should take heed to the grave consequences which befell these corrupt citizens of the ancient past. America... I say to you, are you listening? The courageous Jude wrote in Jude 7, 
even as Sodom and Gomorrah and the cities about them, having in like manner with these given themselves over to fornication and gone after strange flesh, are set forth as an example, suffering the punishment of eternal fire. The rebellious Israelites died in a variety of ways while traveling the barren territory of the wilderness for forty years. Nadab and Abihu, the favored sons of Aaron, were consumed by fire, Leviticus 10, 1 and 2. Death in flames is a dreadful way to depart this life. Even more dreadful in their case was the fact that they died openly violating the very spirit of priestly obedience in the tabernacle service. The chronic complainers perished by the masses as an angered Jehovah caused fiery serpents to inflict that fatal bite upon these malicious murmurers in the barren wilderness, Numbers 21, 5, and 6. In Numbers 25, 6-15, righteous indignation over one of the most flagrant cases of immorality cited in the Scriptures as Phineas slew Zimri and Cosby with a javelin. Jehovah prompted the earth to open and claim as victims those who allied themselves with the rebellion wickedly sought by Korah and company, Numbers 16. Thousands died as a result of the adultery committed at the base of Sinai and in connection with the golden calf. The Levites became the appointed executioners and by means of the sword slew some 3,000 of the guilty, Exodus 32, 25-28. The man who gathered sticks on the Sabbath was stoned at Jehovah's commandment, Numbers 15, 32-37. In later Hebrew history, Saul and his valiant sons died in a battle with the Philistines, 1 Samuel 31, verse 6. When wounded in this battle, the Israelite monarch took a sword and fell upon it, 2 Samuel 31, verse 27, or rather, 1 Samuel 31, verse 27. Abner was murdered by Joab, 2 Samuel 3, 27. Ishbishoth, a son of Saul, who reigned for a short time following his father's death, was murdered by Rechab and Baana, the hope that David would greatly reward their act of unmerciful treachery, 2 Samuel 4. The rebellious Absalom was shot through the heart by darts while hanging from an oak tree, 2 Samuel 28, 9-14. The disobedient prophet from Judah was slain by a lion, on his way home, 1 Kings 13 and verse 24. Noble Naboth was stoned by the greed of a covetous king and the maliciousness of a merciless queen, Jezebel. Both Ahab and Jezebel died violent deaths, as the chapters of 1 Kings 22 and 2 Kings 9 fully relate. How did people in the New Testament times die? Well, like the Old Testament, the New contains a multiplicity of means in which people died. Our Lord recalled the story for His audience in Luke 13 of where Siloam's tower had fallen upon some 18 people and had killed them, Luke 13:4. Earlier in that same chapter, the people had remarked to Jesus of those Galileans whose blood Pilate had mingled with their sacrifices, Luke 13, 1 and 2. The redeeming captain of our salvation died by crucifixion, Luke 23, 32-46. Tradition says Peter experienced a similar fate, only the gallant Galilean apostle requested to be crucified with his head downward, feeling utterly unworthy to die in an upright manner, as did his master. John the Baptist was beheaded because he believed in preaching the truth about marriage, divorce, and remarriage, Mark 6, 16-19. 
Stephen was stoned, which was the customary manner of a Jewish execution, Acts 7.59. Ananias and Sapphira perished by direct intervention of God during early church history, Acts 5.1-10. James, the first apostolic martyr, was killed with a sword, according to Acts 12.2. Judas Iscariot went out and hanged himself, Matthew 27, verse 5. Herod Agrippa I, or the first, if you will, father of King Agrippa II, Bernice and Drusilla, to whom Paul preached in later years, was smitten by an angel of God and was eaten up of worms before his painful demise, Acts 12.23. Matthew 24 depicts the coming destruction of Jerusalem, and according to the Jewish historian Josephus, in excess of one million perished in that cruel siege, a period without parallel. Romans crucified so many Jews that they ran out of available spaces for crosses. In our study today, we have listed a few of the ways in which biblical personalities met their deaths. In view of the firm fact that death strikes with such suddenness, frequently without prior warning and so often with accompanying pain, we can understand and well understand why physical death has been styled the king of terrors by Job 18.14, and possessing a sting by Paul in 1 Corinthians 15.56. Some years back, a gospel preacher was with a family in a large hospital in a southern state. Death had just claimed the loved one. One of the attending nurses talked seriously with the preacher just after the dear lady had passed away. She remarked that in her long medical career, She had witnessed the deaths of many people, and that there is surely a sting to death. She had frequently witnessed personally the very thing Paul spoke of in the great resurrection chapter. Dear friends, once again, through our studies of the Bible doctrine of death, we understand that we will part from this life through death unless the Lord returns. It is so important for us to know God's will for our lives, and it is so important for you and I to be prepared. Allow us at International Gospel Hour to be of help to you with our free Bible study course available by mail. We'd love to send you this course, and again, it's absolutely free, and here is our J-Web with the details of how you can receive your free Bible study course. Friends, the International Gospel Hour offers for free a Bible study course available by mail. That's right. At your own pace, you can study the Bible in your own home. It's free. Give it a try. Please call toll-free at 1-855-IGH-6988 and leave your name, address, and just say, Home Study. That's it. You may also go to our website at internationalgospelhour.com Click on the Contact tab and leave us the same information, name, address, and type Home Study in the message box. We'll send it right away. Thank you for your interest in the things that be of God. Friends, we have just shared with you the lesson number five of our series, The Bible Doctrine of Death. Now, this is part of our Are You Listening Again series, and the lesson that you heard today penned by Brother Robert R. Taylor, who assisted the late Brother B. E. Howard with his work as the speaker of the International Gospel Hour in the 70s and the 80s. Again, we appreciate Brother Taylor for his gift of these lessons to us here at International Gospel Hour, and you will hear them from time to time. 
While the subject of the Bible doctrine of death is a very somber subject, it is still within the Bible, a book that we can be profitable or we can gain profit by its study, 2 Timothy 3:16 and 17. So we trust that our studies with you have been profitable this day. And we're going to continue these studies together at another time. Thank you for joining me today on the International Gospel Hour broadcast. I appreciate you listening, and I'm Jeff Archie, and as always, friends, keep listening. Thank you for listening to our broadcast today. To God goes all the glory, and we hope that our study today will draw you closer to His Word to walk in His way. To listen to it again or other broadcasts, please visit our website at internationalgospelhour.com. God be with you.